You're listening to the Ask Drone You podcast. You ask, we answer your drone questions. Whether you're here to turn your passion into profit or you simply fly for fun, we're a community of learners and teachers who aspire to achieve greatness. We are Drone You. Good morning, good evening, good day, wherever you are. Thank you very much for joining us as always and uh, greatly appreciate all of you who are a part of the Drone You community and uh, all of you who are a part uh, of our app. We really appreciate it. And also everyone who's signed up for the experience training at the end of March. Kind of glad all this uh, COVID crap is blowing over. The narrative has been changing, doing a U-turn. It's kind of nice actually. Uh, And uh, grateful to be here, grateful to take flight with all of you. So thank you again for joining us as always. My name is Paul. I'm Rob. Uh, So today we've got an interesting question uh, regarding the Mavic 3, and uh, we actually took down our review. Someone said I was bashing it pretty hard, which frankly at the time the drone deserved it. Uh, But after two firmware updates, the way that this drone is flown and the way that it operates has changed significantly. In addition, in that show, we talked about how the Mavic 3 is capable of mapping. So I would just preface this show and say, if you haven't checked out our 15 minute long review, it's nice and pretty, great B-roll, nice shots. Uh, it, very, very, very well done. Uh, Steve did a great job editing that. But if you wanna see a nice formal review uh, after the firmware upgrade, please check that out. We've had this drone for a while and have waited a very long time to do the review. And I had a feeling that DJI was gonna do this, Rob. I had a feeling that DJI uh, was just trying to get the drone to market in an atmosphere where so many other manufacturers are really struggling to get parts, even batteries, uh, even uh, optical flow sensors Mm. and whatnot, you know, really simple stuff is uh, becoming increasingly difficult to uh, procure. Yeah. And I feel like DJI, you know, wanted to maintain the priority with probably lots of distributors for various parts. And so probably made a promise, I'm sure, along some lines. This is all speculated, by the way. Uh, along some <laughs> lines to get the Mavic 3 out, to start shipping, to get those units out, maybe to procure more parts. And the reason yeah. I say this is when the first the Mavic 3 first came out, this drone flew like... Um, it flew like a roadrunner. I think that's a good way to put it. Uh, huh. and, and if you guys haven't been to New Mexico, roadrunners don't really fly. Uh, well, there you've seen Wiley Coyote. Yeah, the roadrunner <laughs> can fly like maybe 20, 30 feet from like one tree to another or a fence. Up onto a house or something. Yeah, yeah but they don't really fly fly. They, no. It's like spurts of flight. Spurts of flight, yeah, that's about right. So that's this spurts of flight. Well, it's not it now, but it, when it first came right, out, course, it definitely yes, I was. I honestly think that this is a great analogy because the way that this drone would fly, it was so glitchy. It would really have those spurts, you know? I mean, like in that banking turn, it would just straight up stop itself. Yeah, it was it was a trip, but apparently I haven't flown it since it's got the new upgrade and so forth. So oh. I uh, don't know, but I've seen you fly it and it seems like it's much smoother. And I did fly it before and it definitely was not, and I'm not a great pilot by any stretch, but it definitely was not me or the sticks. The drone was acting weird. Yeah, definitely acting weird. I figured out what it was. The yaw was prioritized over every other command input. So the command inputs didn't go uh, essentially in parallel to the F flight controller. Hmm. That yaw was prioritized over everything. 
And there were some settings that were left on on this drone, which made it really, really awkward to fly. But again, in the last firmware upgrade, they really did make it much, much, much better to fly. I'm starting to realize and think that this weird flight characteristics of this drone are actually... Um, due to the fact that this gimbal is very different from what we've seen from DJI before. And I think it's essentially DJI trying to finesse the gimbal and the flight controller itself together uh, and try to make the smoothest motions possible. Hmm. It's still a little wonky to fly, but we've got some new updated information. I'm glad I'm glad that Tom sent this question in because, you know, with this Mavic 3, I can't wait for the Mavic 3 Advanced or like the Mavic 3 Enterprise because with this dual camera setup, it's truly incredible what they have done. And the zoom on this camera is better than a Mavic 2 Enterprise Dual Advanced. And the reason I'm grateful for Tom to send this question is, is I think there's a lot of commercial capacity with this drone. Like we talked about on that show that we took down, it can map. It's just that there's no SDKs. There's no third-party apps to be able to control this drone. So um, the reason that we say it can map is we flew a manual grid mission over the parking lot, stunned by the capability of the camera. I mean, it, it, it's... The mapping capacity is phenomenal. Um, Pix4D already had it in the library. In addition, um, it was came up as a fast readout slash mechanical shutter. So I think that DJI, kind of back to my rambling story at first, I think DJI wanted to get this drone out when other competitors can't right now, especially domestic people, and then slowly roll out the features and everything mm. that could have held it back from being deployed. You know, it's kind of like yeah. what we talk about in business, the MVP, the minimum viable product. It absolutely is. It's a little bit risky because you run the risk of a lot of um, sort of negative press out there that keep people from buying it when they might have otherwise bought it. But I think they have enough um, oomph in their brand and in their drones to take that risk. Yeah. Clearly they thought so. But Clearly. And I know that Apple has figured out this the hard way, but I mean... These manufacturers, because DJI does see themselves like Apple, um, and you know, I think of how the MacBook that came after this, the 2018, the 2020 model, the 2021 model, you know, all USB-C, the, um, the backlit keyboard sucked with the touch bar, and everyone's like, dude, give us an SD card slot back. Like, give us these nat these you know, MagSafe uh, charging. Why would you take that away, Apple? And my point in saying this is that it could actually take a few cycles of a particular product to get it back to what consumers really, really, really want. Apple learned that the hard way. DJI might have to learn it the hard way with this one because I will say the user interface on flying this drone is still so basic. Um, it kind of reminds me of like... I don't know. When I when I say it's basic, I, I'm thinking like California, blonde, 18 years old, ordering Starbucks basic. Like it's the user interface is so dumbed down. I feel like that's the audience it was made for. Ouch. So um, not to label or anything. <laughs> not to, but I did. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, not to offend you or anything, but... Um, the, uh, the thing is, is I wonder what percentage of people that would fly this, particularly this version, say not a pro version, even pay attention to 90% of all of those other possible features that they've removed in the app, you know? That's a good question. I don't think it's, I don't think it's very high. 
would be my guess. Well, I think this goes back to like them knowing like Apple, how much pain can we cause people until they stop buying? You know, what is the actual trigger point? Um, well, but there'd be a purpose behind that, obviously, like in terms of, say, profitability. Yeah. Or what can we get away with relative to, I don't know, how many how many developers we have on staff? Or I just kind of wonder what's going on in the background to lead to these decisions because they already have the app. Yeah, that's a really good question. That's what I don't understand. And the Fly app, like they should have put this on Go For, not the Fly app. Uh, it's so limited. And the user interface, I mean, even after the the update on the app, because they updated it yesterday, it is it better? It's a tiny bit better. It's like it's like maybe two percent better. But there is so much information on one screen. They're trying to simplify it, and honestly, it. I don't like it. I think I, I still don't like it there. You know, we should get into the question because I want to give away the secret. If you are considering buying a Mavic 3 drone, I figured out a little formula that I think will empower you to use the most uh, out of this drone. And I think that uh, it will also save you some money in buying it if you are serious about it, because there is some real true commercial opportunity with this drone. I would say it's not fully realized yet. Um, because we still need a lot of features to be released. We still need that SDK to be released. But I definitely think that DJI's plan was to launch the MVP and then slowly add to it and just continue, you know, gaining market share against the against the competitors because they've been losing market share over the last few years. So, hmm. this, yeah, this may not help. I don't know. Well, I mean, when you're that far ahead, it's inevitable. Mm, to have a little reversion to the mean, as you would say. Uh, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Let's listen. Hey, Paul and Rob. Tom again. Another question for you. Now that uh, the Mavic 3 is out and some of us are starting to get them, I'm wondering if you have noticed any differences in the uh, flight characteristics between the uh, 300 firmware and the 400 firmware. Personally, I found the 300 to be a bit more jerky, the braking to be more aggressive, and the uh, pitch and yaw to be a little, uh, a little high as well on that after upgrading to the 400 firmware i noticed that the uh, pitch and yaw were definitely toned down a little bit and started to fly a little more like uh the mavic 2 so if you give us your thoughts on that maybe if you had seen any uh, differences uh from the initial release to uh where it's at now thank you thanks tom always appreciate hearing from you and uh he pretty much summarized the ch some of the changes right yeah. in his yeah. question. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> Great show. Good show. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I mean, he's he's got a lot of he's got a lot of important points. The flyability has changed so much since the release of this firmware update. It's noticeable. I mean, you were there. You saw how awkward it was. It was literally not fun to fly. I mean, so, uh, yeah. So I'll say this. So typically, like, well... I don't want to sound negative, but when you said, hey, come fly this and see what's, what you think, I'm thinking, I'm not going to notice what Paul would normally notice. I'm just going to go fly and it'll be normal. And then 30 seconds in the air and I was like, holy cow. Yeah. This thing sucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not fun. I'm glad they changed that. I hope they yeah. continue to change it. And obviously it. it doesn't suck. I mean, it's a good drone. It's just all about how the software is working, I'm sure. It is a good drone. If you have fat fingers, though... Uh Good luck. Um, no, I say that because <laughs> the way that they put this SD card, it is nearly impossible to get to. Seems like um, that's always true for the SD card slots. But look at that. I mean, like, 
Oh, it's pretty deep in there. It's not, yeah. Like, you got to take the whole battery out to get to it. They need a little slot for tweezers, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. While I'm not really... Kind of like a pin slot in a in an old uh, Note 10 oh, from yeah. Samsung. wow. Good point. Very good, very good, uh, good point. Next design, DJI. That said, what is the real formula? If you are looking to buy um, a Mavic 3, um, what... What should you do? I think you should buy the Fly More Combo. It's $29.99. Okay. And the reason I say this is because I do believe that uh, DJI is trying to pull one over uh, on the competition, launch this drone, get it out, get it available to buy, uh, keep getting those distributors and partners for parts to keep pumping out stuff to DJI and not to other people. In addition, I will say I do expect there to be third-party apps for this drone in the near future. I just don't know when. And so that said, with these new firmware updates, yeah, you get more of the intelligent flight modes. Yes, it flies way better. It's not awkward. Um, Imagine a drone uh, in like an old like dune buggy. And that's kind of how it flew, if that makes sense. Just very... Inconsistent. Um, that said, with this drone, the formula, buy the Fly More Combo, you'll get the little remote. If they do launch third-party apps right in the future, you're probably going to need that remote and your phone in order to use said apps. If you buy the Cine version of the Mavic 3, you get the RC Pro remote, okay? And we are making a couple of assumptions about that remote because ours is still on the way in. But that said, one, I believe you do have more control over the features with that, that remote because the app is slightly different. Um, Number two, if they do ever launch, say, a mapping uh, autonomy engine in the RC Pro remote, the chances are the RC Pro remote is going to be a lot like the smart remote, where it's nearly impossible to download and utilize third-party applications. Meaning, if you buy the Mavic 3 Cine and you get the RC Pro remote, and then they do launch third-party apps and you can do mapping, well... Now you have a $5,000 drone and you're going to have to spend money to buy the cheaper remote to be able to use the apps to fly the drone. Because chances are, if the RC Pro remote is built on the same platform as the smart controller, which we believe it is, um, then you're going to have a really hard time using those third-party apps. So the hack, buy the Fly More Combo, you get the crappy remote, but then buy the RC Pro remote. This will save you $1,000 over buying the Mavic 3 Cine. The Mavic 3 Cine, yes, does have a one terabyte SSD. Yes, it does have, you know, filming in Apple ProRes. But like I was kind of explaining to Rob in the pre-show, the clients who are probably going to pay you for those things, like the Apple ProRes, chances are if you show up to a job with a small drone like this and they're wanting Apple ProRes, I I have a feeling the perception is going to be less than professional, if that makes sense. I mean, it's really hard to communicate and exemplify how when you show up to a job site with a bigger, more robust aircraft, the level of professionalism and how you are treated is night and day from if you pull out a Mavic and start doing stuff. It's crazy. It is. But the reality is perception is reality. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Very right? unfortunate uh, set of events. And that could yes. change over time as they start to realize at some point that uh, you can get the same quality out of something much smaller mm-hmm. and actually more maneuverable and can probably do some other cool things with it that you couldn't do with one of the big drones, right? 
Well, actually, I would argue, like, when it comes to action sports, when it comes to subject tracking, the Mavic 3 is not the drone for you. Inspire 2 is definitely going to be the way to go. I'm talking about getting into smaller spaces with that Um, kind of a sensor. mm, But I don't know. Anyways, as of now, you're probably right. You've been on enough sets to know. Well, I I appreciate you saying that, Rob. But, I mean, the smallest drone I've ever seen on set was uh, an Inspire 2. And, you know, I know Colin Gwynn had done some work with the 3DR solo on some Michael Bay movies, but I feel like that was kind of a one-and-done type of thing. You know, I know FPV drones have been on set, but I don't think that's the same class as this particular aircraft. And even those big FPV drones, they're substantial. So that said, I mean, uh, I agree with you. I think, you know, the clients that want Apple ProRes, you're going to have to have a bigger drone anyway. Um, I will say I love how this drone shoots 4K 120 in the new firmware update. They have that slow-mo feature, and it was 4K 120, which I thought was really cool. But, you know, when they still prioritize the yaw functionality over pitch, roll, and elevation, Rob, uh, action sports is impossible. I tried tracking a car just down the street, down Holly, you know, and um, I tried coming across it. And because yaw is prioritized over the other inputs, I couldn't actually come across the car and keep tracking it. The car just literally drove away. And it did not look like the speed had changed. Maybe it did, but I literally couldn't catch back up to the car because all the, the controls are prioritized, which I think is a mistake by DJI. Um, So that said, back to Tom's question, what do we think about the differences between those two firmwares? And another firmware has come out on top of that. It's an extremely different drone to fly. Um, It's a lot better. It's less awkward. There's still some room to go. Um, The features, I will say, uh, as far as controlling the camera, if you have fat fingers, man, definitely get the RC Pro remote because on an iPhone 10, there is just, there's literally like two Excel level size lines of data on the bottom of the screen. with a font. No, literally, but there, but it's like, you know, pick your uh, exposure and here's your speed. And, uh, oh, if you want to change that, you got to press this button and this button and this button. And it's like, you know what? Oftentimes to get the really cool epic shots, we don't have time to with all that stuff. Like it, it just leave it the way it is. Make it easy and simple. Don't stack everything on the bottom of the screen. Show us things like battery voltage. Let us have more control um, in the flight modes. I mean, everyone knows I'm big on adding mode. This does not have adding mode, but you can't even control the gains in all the other flight modes. So you really are treated like a child with this drone. I cannot wait until someone hacks this thing and we can figure out how to get in it and completely change it because this could be like a little mini Inspire if you could actually like Hmm. uh, change and tune it the way that you want to. Mm -hmm. But right now, this is kind of like if you bought a uh, Corvette you know, ZR1 or whatever, or, uh, you know, ZR6, I don't know, C6, I don't know the models, I don't buy Chevy, Um, but, uh, but, (laughs) (laughs) hey, look, some people are Chevy people, some people are Ford people, some people are Dodge people. Um, Some people just like a good car. Yeah, yeah, 100%. (laughs) Don't give a crap what the label is. I think the new Corvette looks pretty cool, that's why I brought it up, (laughs) because it's like an image that people can think of, but imagine that you buy that Corvette and you've got a rev limiter at 3,000 RPM. That's what the Mavic 3 is like. So, you know, and I think it's great for inspections. Again, that that zoom camera is unbelievable and how much it can zoom in. Um, they still need to work a little bit on the focus. This is the information I missed in my review. The one thing they did really, really well in the controllability is when you move into when you press the binoculars on the screen and you move into the zoomed mode. 
they slow the yaw gains down significantly so that when you're planted in the sky and you want to move that zoom camera in, if you've ever flown older drones with zoom cameras, you know that when you move the yaw, the camera goes, woo! Like it literally moves 30 or 40 feet because you're so zoomed in that the smallest motion is just exaggerated, you know, mm -hmm. to the nth degree. And what DJI did with the M3 is said, let's slow the yaw gains down only when they're in binocular mode and only when they're zoomed in past a certain level, which is really smart encoding if you think about it. So if you've flown M600, M210, M200 with that Z30 camera, and you know what I'm talking about with that zoom just moving in an insane amount. You don't have that with the M3. So where there are pros, I mean, they, I really think that this might, it's, it's, you know, it, it's targeted to consumers, but I really think that this is a prosumer slash industrial drone that they're just going to slowly leak out new and new features because the devil's in the details and something like that, where you're all, you're zoomed in at 28 times, right? And you move the stick as much as you want and the camera maybe moves an inch. You yeah. know, it, it's smart. Yeah, no, you were showing it to me and it was pretty cool. It's definitely noticeable. But think about that as a leading indicator for what this drone could be used for, say, inspections. Yeah, absolutely. I wonder. It's. I'm just so curious about, from a business standpoint, how they thought about this drone and how they thought about the strategy of rolling it out. And, I mean, at some point, the only difference could be um, a thermal camera and putting Pro on the arm. Literally, right? yeah. Mean, and then obviously changing some firmware issues to uh, to make it more effective for that purpose. But yeah, I don't know. Seems like a pretty good platform. I if okay, let's make a prediction. Mavic Three Enterprise, I bet, is a triple camera, a mapping camera with one inch sensor, this zoom sensor that they have, which is awesome, and then thermal. Because this gimbal seems All at like the same time. Uh huh. Yeah. Wow. Could that be a very good thermal camera with that kind of? I mean, if you look at the size of this gimbal, it's bigger than the Mavic 2 Enterprise Dual Advance. Uh, so, so maybe it's being set up to handle more. Well, and then look at, what was it, Parrot, who launched the triple gimbal camera? Uh, anyway, yeah, I could absolutely see that happening. And mm. uh, yeah. Yeah. I also am stunned. I'm like, when are we going to get an American drone that's something like this size? I know. That does what this right does. Right now, it's seeming like never. There must be serious supply uh, chain constraints because, honestly, it really doesn't seem difficult. So, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. I, I, yeah. I have faith in uh, the American spirit and technologists, if you will. I don't know. Certainly not me. So I have faith in America, but I struggle to have faith in certain Silicon Valley companies that are built on a culture of lies. Of lies, you say? Have you ever read the book Everyone Lies? No. It's all about how preferential, differential bias and how you say you do one thing, but the data of what you do says something completely different. Mm. It's a very good book on data. Anyway, um, that said, this was a very long diatribe. If you really want to see our cool, succinct Mavic 3 review, check it out. Um, we gave you our little formula on buying this drone. If you're a commercial pilot, it may be in your interest to get this drone. A cell phone tower inspections would be great with this. Roof inspections would be really great with this. Um, it's probably why Tom got it. That is probably why Tom got it. Um, surveillance would be good with this. So like crowd Ooh. monitoring. I know Ooh. that sounds wild, but it's true. Um, 
<laughs> now, action sports, absolutely not. Subject tracking, absolutely not. Mapping, nope, not there yet. Is it possible? Yes. Definitely has the right shutter, definitely has the right camera, um, but we don't have the software to do those autonomous missions. And I will tell you, flying mapping missions manually is freaking hard, man. I don't care who you are, it's hard. It's harder to do that than well, me fly through a, a like a tree stump. <laughs> probably exhausting because you just have to be so on it. Yeah. In sort of a boring kind of way. Yeah. And then also still photography, it's probably pretty good. Yeah, it's uh it's actually amazing. If you remember, I had done uh we should get this photo to Kirill to put in the show, but I had actually done um some do 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 some editing with this bad boy, and I will just say that I am really, really happy with uh, how these photos came out. If you remember yeah. this one from Longmont, I mean, the color range is amazing. That's what I really love about the Mavic 3 is, is you're really getting... Um, it's like mixing a Mavic 2 with an Inspire 2 and just getting better. Uh, and I mean, like, I, I love that image. I'd love to get that printed, actually, and, and put into uh, Send it to me. My, my new house or new office. All roads lead to Colorado. <laughs> All roads. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's my affinity and bias for Colorado. But that said... Um, Honestly, I think you're going to have to make a decision here on whether you want to buy it yet. It's not all the way there, but it might be harder to buy these drones in the future. I don't know. Um, I think buying the Cine version is not personally worth it. Uh, just because if you're going to get hired to do those jobs, chances are you're going to want a better drone. Well, and for that much money, you're not that far from an Inspire. Inspire 2. So if you buy the Mavic 3 Cine to get that, you're at five grand. Inspire 2 is three grand. The X7, what was it, is like 2800 So, yeah, you're a grand over this, but I would way rather fly an Inspire 2 than this. Like, an Inspire 2 is a drone pilot's drone. This is made for, like, new beginners who go to Best Buy and, and just want a cool little toy, you know? So, I mean, it's a lot more than that. It's but more I feel, than that. I feel like that's what they advertise, too, so. Yeah. But I'm not trying to shame anyone with this. If you buy a Mavic 3, um, I don't. Th I think it's probably smart. Again, with the way that supply chains are going right now, uh, who knows if you're going to be able to buy one of these in the future. We just don't know. But I'm, I'm now rambling, so I'm going to end the show. Um, if you want to put your Mavic 3 through its paces, though, join us for the Drone You Experience training in Austin, Texas, where it's going to be a week long. It's coaching. It's four days of flight training. It's two days of completing drone jobs. And it's going to be a training you won't want to miss. Jake Levesque is going to be joining us. He uh, was a Drone You member and then started flying for MTV. He has flown a lot of the uh, shows you may or may not have seen, depending on the age, uh, your age. So like, uh, there's some like paradise shows about, you know, uh, reality dating and whatnot. He's done a lot of that. He's been able to travel to a lot of cool places even during the pandemic. So, uh, if you want to learn from him all over the world. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to learn from him, make sure to join us because you will have 
unabridged, uh, unadulterated time with him to ask him questions. And uh, this is going to be one training you do not want to miss. Uh, lastly, so many students, when they come to our mapping classes, our subject tracking classes, our flight mastery classes, they say they really love smaller groups and smaller experiences. Well, if you want that kind of one-on-one, you want a smaller group, then you've got to come to the experience training because we only allow less than 10 people to come. And I would argue probably only going to get six or seven. So I I will say with that said, you do not want to miss this training. If you love to fly, you're constantly learning, you're trying to better yourself and you want to get a slew of training, flight mastery to master the operations, advanced photography. We're going to do literally missions each day to help you retain the information that you learn, advanced aerial videography. So you get more of those smooth motions to add to your repertoire, but also you're going to complete a drone job and get graded on that in real time so that you know how to better yourself. Get the answers that you need from the judges rather than from your clients. This way you don't have to learn the hard way. So instead of learning from failure, learn by doing uh, an experiential kind of training. It's the way that they educate in Europe. So if you want to join us, go to experience.thedroneu.com. I promise you will not want to miss it. We believe that videos, images, words, and sound have the absolute power to inform, inspire, and entertain. We reject indecision, confusion, and vanity, for they work against the community. We are united under the virtues of safety and knowledge. We are a training community of learners and teachers who encourage and energize each other to achieve greatness. We are pilots, videographers, photographers, freelancers, business owners, enthusiasts, experts, and apprentices. We are creators. We are the Drone Youth.